Welcome to Real Deep Stuff. We've saved your seat at the table for this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Hey everybody, we are back. I'm Christy. And Bruce is here one more time. (laughs) (laughs) We are wrapping up a four-part series of our anniversary edition, and today's topics we're covering are... Pick up after yourself. Do the work of marriage. Have a sense of humor. Have a life of service to each other. God is number one. And a special mystery treat at the very end. So we are excited to get back to the conversation and get into the nitty gritty. Episode four is going to be parkour. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do it. Okay, my turn. Speaking of goals, you're next. This one is kind of a quick topic for us. Mm, Um, Really? Yeah, it's pick up after yourself. Okay, we're done. <laughs> I I think that it's great that we're both neat people. Mm-hmm. There's not a neat and a messy because I think that relationship could be infuriatingly terrible to deal with. But yeah, we both feel like I'm not going to make you walk around my junk and I'm not going to walk around your junk. So <laughs> your mama don't live here. My mama don't live here. Right. Do do your work. Yeah, I guess the only thing I was going to add to it is is something where you'll say. I'm going to finish what I started. You know, like, and I'm, it's a simple little thing where it's like, so let's say, uh, like we have, when we have oatmeal, because the oatmeal bowl, bowls always need to soak a little bit, right? Cause they, and, you know, and I'll go in there and they've been sitting there for a little while. So I go in and your bowl is in the sink and no big deal. I pick it up to start rinsing out. And if you see me, you're like, wait, no, leave it there. I'm going to finish what I started. And so, I think it's important, though, that each person... I've, I've seen it where couples don't do that for themselves, and both of them don't. And I tell you what, it's kind of not good uh, for anybody. Or then I've seen the conflict, too, where you know one person's really tidy, the other person isn't. Man, that can become... And my thought is just, just pick up after yourself. That way, I the way you're, part of the part of what goes through my head is like, I don't want to leave something and presume that you're going to pick it up because I presume that that's what your job is or something. This is, these are my underwear, you know, it's like put them in the dirty clothes and uh, it's just such a little thing, but it can become a thorn in their relationship if you don't do it. Yes. I hear what you're saying. The, the, I do like to finish what I start. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't appreciate your offer for teamwork. If I'm unloading the dishwasher, you'll come in and you'll just start unloading it with me. That is a whole nother podcast, honestly, because that is a slippery slope into there were for all of our life up until a couple years ago, I would have never minded if you came in and helped with the dishwasher. But it's only with working from home that... <laughs> um, I'm too much in your business. Yeah, because well, I'm sometimes, home yes. all the time. <laughs> so, would you please get an office and leave no, here for a little while? That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just <laughs> saying, like sometimes you're in my business, and so I do <laughs> like to finish what I start. That sounds a lot like get an office. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Go it's, to the office. No, it's not. I'm teasing. I hope you're teasing. I am. I am. No, I know what you're saying. 
it, it's just like, I got this. I'm okay. And, and I will say, if I need help, you'll be the first person I ask. But I have, Oh, there's, that's true. I am fiercely independent. <laughs> and I do like, I have my agenda, my list of my own stuff going on. And I like to accomplish. There's a feeling of accomplishment to finish your own list. Mm-hmm. So I like to do that. But uh, picking up after yourself, yes, we do not have a housekeeper. We oh, do not outsource yeah. anything. So... I'm not going to ever, it's never my intention to make you feel like you're those things to me. And I'm certainly <laughs> don't want to be those things to you because we're all adults here. And there's a philosophy that says a tidy house is a happy house. And I firmly agree with that. And they also say the your home, what you physically see is reflection of your brain. So if there's a house that is absolutely, you know, chaotic and cluttered that's like what the brain is and that's that's like a symbol so (laughs) are we white glove testing here no but i do like that we both agree you know live in the house do what you need to do make the mess but at the end of the day before bed clean it up and i will say i have a massive pet peeve of dishes in the sink i think it's just gross and unhygienic and only takes longer to clean later so the only thing that ever gets left for an hour or two is the oatmeal bowl (laughs) because it just it cements to it Mm. but other than that like for me it's just a cardinal sin to start the next day with yesterday's dishes it's just awful it's a terrible way to to start the day mentally that's no good and i don't want to trip over your shoes i don't want you tripping over my shoes like just common decency. Yeah, like there's a clothes hamper. Use it, you know. And I'm glad that we both agree with that. I think the military did mm-hmm. that for you a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think your mom helped with four kids. Um, you know, everything you, in its place. Every, yeah. It, everything has a place and it should be in it. And it keeps things visually peaceful. I think you and I have talked about how we don't like visual noise. So... We can only handle so much at one point. And like you and I both look at each other like, okay, we got to just take five minutes and change this because it's too much. Um, then I know sometimes I can be a little over the top with with nah. things being tidy. Nah. Well, and I'm the opposite where it's like you said it often and it's not untrue. You'd be happy with just like living in a big white box with... Like, no yeah. furniture or anything. It's like, well, it kind of, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like, I don't need to have things on the wall. And, mm-hmm. Or, you know, have a, a side table with doodads on it. Like, that. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It looks nice. But mm-hmm. if I were doing the setup, there was no way in the world I would have. Mm-hmm. You know, everything for me got has to have kind of a function. Mm. You know? But that's mm-hmm. just me. So when I go out into the garage, it's a and train wreck. It's a tornado. Like a bomb went off. Has there. hit it, and that is you. It's a representation of what's going on inside of my head. Yes, you've got a so car project, an RV project, um, multiple house repair projects, and I appreciate oh, that you're busy doing them. I do appreciate that. Uh, I go out there every few years. And I have a garage party by myself, and I throw out so, and yeah. I organize, and you know, so I know we're we'll ready to have another one of those soon. That's okay. Yeah. So this summer, it's okay that we we 
see differently on some things. Yeah. But I do like that we both come together. We want to keep the visual noise to a dull roar and yes. pick up after yourself. Uh, oh, that was no, see. I did that one. Uh, it's your turn. Okay, do the work. Yes. Do, do the work. Oh, I'll start with this one. Go for it. So when I was 12 years old, we had a little patch of land. Like, So I lived on a corner lot in Tampa, and um, it was right like where the carport met the backyard, met the kitchen window. So there was this little patch. If I could guess this, I'm very terrible at like guessing sizes of things. I'm going to say it was probably like a 10 by 10. Maybe a 12 by 12 space, feet. And it was a nothing thing. The grass didn't really grow there because the light was wrong. And uh, it was just kind of a dirt patch. So I asked my mom if I could plant a garden. And she thought, okay, fine. If that's all you. Okay, fine. So I tilled it and I planted the plants. And it grew. And it was just mm -hmm. the most beautiful garden. I was so proud of it there was lettuce for our salads and I, it actually like grew and it was beautiful way it turned out way better i even extended it on our chain link fence and i planted morning glories and they grew and it was just so cool but i was also 12 so i was just easily distracted i had a lot of fluttering interests and so i started getting interested in something else and I didn't water it as much, and I didn't weed it as much, and next thing you know, I wasn't watering it at all, and I wasn't weeding it at all, and and one day my mom came to me, and she's like, well, the gardening thing is over. That Just go ahead and rip it all out, and it. she made me like go back there and look at it, and I thought, oh, what a, oops, whoops. <laughs> it was nothing but a giant weed patch, and I completely let it go because I stopped doing the work and we didn't have any more vegetables. So I think it's just really important in a marriage to just keep doing the work. Just because mm -hmm. someone has committed the rest of their life to you doesn't mean you can be lazy and complacent and selfish. It doesn't mean any of that. Like you're not in my life to just wait on me hand and foot and nor am I to you. Like it's a, it's a duo thing, dual thing. So do the work. Like, you know, mm -hmm. if there's nice things that you know the other person would like to have done, do them. If there are things that would be trigger points of starting an argument, unless it's really worth it, don't say them. You know, just like work the marriage, work mm -hmm. it. One of the things that has always impressed me about you, but also, but I think especially in the last few years, um, is how you're so intentional about doing the work with your health. So everything from uh, yeah, researching supplements or understanding, well, with your doctor, what supplements should I be taking? You know, what do I need to kind of add? What do I need to take away? Um, and, and now you're like, I mean, goodness gracious, if anybody wants to know anything about supplements and the different... <laughs> Reach out to Christy, message her, <laughs> DM, whatever, because uh, it, it, you know, what, what she's taught me, what I've learned from you, is just the fact that not all vitamins are created equal. I know it sounds kind of silly, but they're not. And so many of the vitamins we pay a lot of money for really aren't helping us at all. But just your intentionality about that. 
um, Paleo Valley and your good friend who <laughs> sent you all the... <laughs> <laughs> my friend Autumn, Autumn. Is this, yes, the co-founder I'm kidding I don't know her but she sends weekly emails and I appreciate them and I feel like I know her yeah so if Autumn you're listening she, I'm a big fan <laughs> she's a huge fan Autumn, we're not getting any sponsorship for no. mentioning this <laughs> Autumn with Paleo Valley but I will tell you their stuff is really really good my all time favorite again I wish we, this should be a commercial that would be amazing right mm-hmm. uh, but their meat sticks are awesome. The Paleo Valley meat sticks, because like I've always loved like Slim Jims and all that. Those things are terrible for you. Yeah. You know, and these they they taste better and they're actually good for you, and they're healthy and they're not made with junk and all. Naturally so, fermented chemicals. I could go so on. So good. Oh my gosh, they're so good. So um, and even things like your skin. How you take such good care of your skin. You get so many great compliments on how your skin looks. And, uh, you know, going to the dermatologist and making sure that you're staying on top of that with skin cancer and all that. I just, so, like, you really do the work in, um, you know, being healthy. And How does that work in our marriage, though? Well, it's a huge encouragement to me. I'm like... On again, off again with the whole, you know, my <laughs> fitness pail. My I will say nothing. I hate that app. It's just horrible. I love the app. But I'm like consistently inconsistent with that dumb thing. But I'm back on it and thank you for complimenting me today that I've been using it probably the longest duration I have. I did. I told you I was proud of you. Yeah. And I think I've been using it for about two weeks. So that tells you anything. <laughs> but, um, but no, you just, um, it, it, so it's like iron sharpening iron. So by you doing that, you know, I've, been, I've, years ago, my doctor was like, you need to be taking vitamin B and vitamin D. And I'm like, whatever. And, but yet you would take his, their advice and you took it. And I'd be like, whatever, for years and years. And then I finally was like, well, maybe I should. And wow, what a difference. Yeah, what a difference. A mood lifter. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Oh. <laughs> so I'm not quite as grumpy as I used to be. but It's a mood stabilizer. So, mood yeah, doing the work, uh, I think, together, but also on, on ourselves as individuals makes us a better person for our spouse. I do agree with that. I do agree. And, and back to the garden um, word picture analogy, gardens need you know they need a lot of things but they need two big things they need to remove the weeds and they need rain and sunlight so you need to give them something and you need to take away something and i think that that can be true for a marriage right so we are giving the the good things things like me encouraging you to take good care of your health Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, all of the things we've talked about the dating and everything like that but we also need to be pulling the weeds. We need to keep those lines of communication open and to talk about the things. Like there's times that I'll come up to you, totally normal day, and I'll say, hey, can I talk to you? I only want to do this for like 10 minutes, but there's something that's 
been a little hurtful that I think that um, mm. that that you're doing that I don't think you realize you're doing it. So I just want to talk to you because it's starting to kind of take root in my heart. I can feel it, like I'm getting angry and bitter and all that, and I I don't think it needs to go that far. So mm-hmm. if we could just talk about it for a few minutes, um, that would be great. And we do. What, and you're, what is it though? Well, I mean, there have been different things. <laughs> is there something like right now we need to talk about? No, no, no. Oh. The the most recent one we talked it, we talked it through, and and in fact, you didn't realize you were doing it at all, and so <laughs> it's 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 so dealt with. You don't even remember. That's not hard. Not hard for me to forget. No. But but we had to pull a weed. We had to pull a weed out, and and we did. So we could either I could have either just let that weed grow deeper roots and start spreading and choke out the mm-hmm. harvest, yeah, the fruit of our labor in this relationship. Don't let it fester. No, we got to pull the weeds, but you, but you can't or pop only... the pimple. Oh, gross! It's like that. Gross. You just got to pop the pimple. Nope, I'm saying in the garden. You can either pull. You can't just only pull the weeds. You also have to. Water it and give it light. And pop it, the pimple. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to say it can't yes. all be like nagging. Like you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. You said this wrong. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. It, it's got to be countered with, I like what you did here. Thank you for doing this. I'm making a good memory doing something together. It's got to, the, the rain and sun, half the water and sun, water and sun have to be balanced with pulling the weeds what would you say to that i would um yeah i would agree with you yeah it's like uh it's like the carrot and the stick and i think we all like for motivations if you're going to motivate someone and each other mm-hmm. there's the carrot there's the stick pulling the weeds and dealing with the weeds is kind of like the carrot or it's kind of like the stick i mean mm-hmm. and then the carrot is more like the you know encouraging people Yes. Have you never heard that? I have. Carrot and I stick <laughs> it analogy. The way, the way you said it, it sounded like there was a carrot and a stick, and I was like, "How do they work together?" Yes, there are. They're two separate things. Then I think I haven't heard that analogy. A carrot and a stick. <laughs> I've heard. The, I know the carrot, but it's like the oldest saying I've ever. Um, but yeah, I would agree with you that yeah, I got to do the do the work, and sometimes it's. Pulling weeds, sometimes it's, you know, planting seeds. And we have to own the work. We can't expect the other person to do our part of the work. That's right. So if there's things that that I have committed to you that I'm going to take care of, I need to do them. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for you. So when I say I'm going to do, and some, you know, sometimes it's a big deal. Like if there's an important business letter that needs to be mailed and I say I'm going to take care of that for you. I better do that. If not, there's Too sweet. you know there's going to be an issue if the recipient doesn't get it on time. So, so yeah, you got to do the work. You can't be lazy. Otherwise, you wind up with nothing but a big weed patch. That's not and good. no no fruit to no, harvest. No, no carrots either. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know who does this this one here, but um, I guess I'll get it. All right, sense of humor. <laughs> this one's going to be hard to do. I'll go first. Go for it. <laughs> so there was a time recently that there were two times I'm going to talk about. One is 
the time where you just very spontaneously made me laugh. And we were both, it was the end of the day, and we were both brushing our teeth to go to bed. And <laughs> I was going to, I have a routine. I, do, <laughs> I brush my teeth, and then I do my face. <laughs> so I was brushing my teeth, but I, I only need one hand to do that. So with my free hand, I just, and we both have medicine cabinets. Yeah, they gotta, they got to understand the situation. So here, let me, let me frame it physically for the people that are like... <laughs> okay. Trying to put yourself in it. So, mm-hmm. two medicine cabinets, mm-hmm. left and right. Hers on left, I'm on the right. Two sinks, left and right. She's standing in front of her sink with her medicine cabinet door open. And I'm standing in front of my sink with the medicine cabinet open. Now, the difference is that her medicine cabinet door... Makes like a wall between Makes us. a wall, yeah. So, when I'm at my uh, sink in medicine <laughs> cabinet, look, and when I look left... All I see is like from her shoulder down. I don't see her face because the door is in front of her. So all I see is this little miniature wall and then a sink. All right, now. So I'm br- we're both brushing our teeth and I want to keep the night moving along. So I'm brushing my teeth with my left hand. So with my right hand, I'm pulling, I use a skincare regimen that has a few steps to it. So. I start taking down the products that I'm going to be using next on my face. One at a time. One, well, of course, it's one hand, one product. One hand, one product. And I'm pulling them down to get ready for the two-minute brushing thing to stop, and I can do that. And, I mean, how many thousands of times have we done this together? For the first time in our entire marriage, as I'm taking down, you know, the the cleanser and then the toner and then the eye thing, the eye cream and all this, he starts taking <laughs> his products like deodorant and hair gel and he starts putting them into my mix of products on my sink and it it had been a hard day and I was sad in my heart it was just like a sad day and I wasn't in that it wasn't like I was in a bad mood I was just like in a sad mood very melancholy and I don't think he was I don't know what his motive was but for the first time in our marriage as I put one down he puts one of his down and I just start busting out laughing and it got the giggles going so hard on me because you've never done that before <laughs> it was so spontaneous i was just like what are, what and then i'm trying not to laugh because then the toothpaste is like because it's an electric brush it's like spitting everywhere and i'm trying not to make a mess <laughs> and it, it there wasn't here's the thing you know when you watch like a comedy show how they have like that opening skit before they even run like the the trailer and all that it's like that opening you know 20 second skit there were no words between us because we were both brushing our teeth it was just you know with a thing and then i'm putting a product he's putting a product i'm putting a product he's putting a product. it just made me laugh so much so at the end of it after my forever two minutes i just i just laughed and i was like I didn't think anything was going to make me laugh today, but you you found a way to do that. Thank you. <laughs> Why did you do that? It was Okay, so it was, you know, Adam's family, you know, the hand was yes. a thing. Yes. Yeah. It was like that kind of upside down because when I looked over, all I saw was <laughs> like a hand come out of the wall and then it was a product. And then I could count to, to like... 1,001, 1,002, boom, another one. 1,001, 1,002, boom, another one. And I was like, that looks kind of fun. 
So then I thought it was so rhythmic and perfectly timed <laughs> in slow motion. The hand goes up, hand comes down, hand goes up. And I was like, ooh, I wonder if I could get one in the middle. Hand goes up, hand goes down, hand goes up. I set mine down. Shaving cream. And then she comes and puts another one. Deodorant. <laughs> puts another one. Toothpaste. And I just started randomly sticking my stuff. I figured, yeah, I don't know. And sure enough, it was like perfectly, you know, in sync with yours. I just thought it would be fun. It just made me laugh. And oh my gosh, it, it completely like changed family. my mood to like go into sleep mode. And I deeply appreciated that. And it was just so random. There, It, it kind of reminded me of uh, Mad About You, like my favorite comedy on tv and from the 90s and that intro it's all they always have an intro thing and it just reminded me of that it was just so funny and i i just thought that's the kind of stuff that that makes staying married fun the other thing i was going to mention about sense of humor is um you got to have a good sense of humor in a marriage oh man so true because things are not going to go right or well sometimes and there was a time during the lockdown where, and I've been cutting your hair for a long time. Thanks to <laughs> our kids in elementary school getting head lice, which I never had in my life, even though we grew up in the era where they dragged all the kids into the auditorium and you had to walk up on the stage. Yeah. And, and if you didn't have it, you got the little black comb you could take home. And But you had to literally go up on the stage and they would check your hair. and. I, I don't so know bad. if they do that. I don't think they do that now. But um, anyway, so thanks to that going through our home many, many, many years ago, I had to buy a clipper, hair clipper kit for our boys and because it went through the whole house. So I had this thing, and we're always looking for a way to save money, and, and your hair is pretty easy. So I just started cutting your hair many, many years ago. And what well, was COVID. It was the beginning of COVID. You didn't before that. I did. Not really. Well, you went to Great Clips no, a lot. I went no, to No, you it's, did. It was so, COVID, yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. It feels like the whole COVID thing no, feels like it, it was 20 well, years ago. Well, it was long. like three years ago, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So time passed so weirdly. So you got the little black uh, bib thing, cape on. Yeah. And we're outside because I always let the birds take your hair to do whatever they want with. And you were going to have a business call video call the next day and you wanted your hair cut for that and so i did i cut your hair and it's it's always the same six five four it's it's an ombre six five four six on the top then five blend it with four on the bottom and up over their ears and yeah it's just like clockwork but that day i got the little <laughs> clipper thing i got put the wrong one on Get them backwards. and I did a four straight down the middle of your head on the top. I gave you a mullet. Yeah, like, it was pretty epic. And I, after I realized after like two or three rows, I realized this looks a lot shorter than it should be. And I looked at the clipper and it was a four. And I said to you, I was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I have gotten the clipper numbers backwards. I, I didn't pay attention, and I did a four on the top of your head, and you went, yeah, 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 really funny. And I went, no, I did. I'm so sorry. And you're like, 
whatever, you big jokester. I don't believe you. And I'm like, dude, I promise you, I did this. And I let me just figure out how to fix it. And then you, you like saw the look on my face. You're like, oh, you're not kidding. I'm like, I'm not kidding. No. So I had to do a four all over and then a three on the bottom to kind of blend it. And yeah, well. you were, the, the reason I mentioned this is sense of humor was you were a very, very good sport about that. I've never made that mistake before or since, but, and you were, oh, the business meeting on video the next day. I felt terrible and you could have made me feel worse, but instead you were just like, it's fine. It's hair. It'll grow back. And, mm-hmm. and it did and it's fine. But mm-hmm. I appreciated that you, instead of railing on me for that, um, you were just like, whatever. And we kind of, and we laughed about it that night. And you could have, it, like I always say to people, in the story, it's your choice to be the hero or the villain. And that you could have been a villain and just made me feel really bad about an honest mistake. But instead, you were the hero that night because you were like, ah, it's no big deal. And it's it looks fine. And so and we laughed. We laughed mm-hmm. about it. So keeping sense okay. of humor, whether it's, it's intentional, like you did with the skincare, which cracks me up to this day. Or taking a moment that could go sideways really fast and, and laughing about it instead of it becoming a, a big negative thing yes sense of humor and that's one of the things that i've always loved about you i think one of the things that attracted me to you so much from day one is that you actually laugh at my jokes well someone has to (laughs) (laughs) right because they're they're not terribly (laughs) creative most of the time but yet you they're dad jokes find humor well and to that point i have a little surprise oh no I thought oh, no. I would share just a few of my favorite dad jokes with you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, you know, I'm really afraid for the calendar. Why? Its days are numbered. Oh, that's so bad. So bad, right? What do you call a fish that's wearing a bow tie? Um, I don't know. So fish-decated. <laughs> horrible. See, she laughs at him. But the, wait, there's more. So, if April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? June bugs? Pilgrims. What? <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Oh, the May flowers! <laughs> See? Wait for it. Wait for it. That's funny. May flower? Yeah. I'll give you that one. Have you heard about the uh, the new chocolate record player? No. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> Did you make these up? No. Okay. <laughs> no. But those are just a few. I got more. But no, oh, no, gosh. No, but I've always really appreciated my dumb dad jokes and weird sense of humor and whatnot. And, or just doing things that don't involve any words at all, like adding my shaving cream to your skincare <laughs> regimen. Well, I think in a marriage, there's usually one person who's a little more extra than the other. And that's always been you. You are. Hey. No, I'm saying it in a good way. Just call me extra. In, in, a, in a theatrical kind of dramatic way. That's well, you. I did used to be an actor. Hmm. Here we go. You're the drama queen. Uh, yes, I was on stage every Wednesday night. <laughs> but it's true. Like, <laughs> I. I, I struck. I 
think everything is, most everything is really funny. Like I love to laugh at things, but I can't deliver a joke well to save my life. I just can't. You are very animated. You're very demonstrative. You did play a role for years. Yeah. That Vinny, what you are you talking about? Seriously. Everybody loved Vinny. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when, at your first work, the... the the ad company picked you to be the model in the picture. Oh, yes. The life of an actor model. You just... <laughs> Spotlight's definitely been more shining on you. True. And that's fine. Because I, someone's <laughs> got to deliver the joke and someone's got to laugh at it. And and yeah, no one ever knows funny. when I'm kidding. Because I think it's part of that autism. I, I can't... I can't read people and I can't deliver things like that. I can't do impersonate nothing. Anyway, so that's fine. That's like your thing. So you're the one in the family that is going to make more people laugh more times. Um, there was one time though when our daughter was a teenager and we were driving in the car together and I said something. I wish I, gosh, for the life of me, I wish I could remember what I said. But whatever I said, she looked at me and she's like, that was funny. And I, I looked at her kind of like, and, and she goes, you're, you're not supposed to be the funny one. Dad's the funny one. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? I stepped outside of the box on that one, which mm-hmm. I thought she didn't mean it bad. She just was surprised. She's like, that was funny. Because <laughs> I, I, I love to laugh at this stuff, but I'm not usually the theatrical one like that. So yeah. Swing the bat long enough, eventually you're going to hit the ball. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> once, you know. So it's cool that you kind of toe the line on the sense of humor thing. I think it's, it's funny. Well, and I appreciate that you actually laugh. And uh, we make each other laugh, though. That's what, that's what humor is so, oh man, because it can help and disarm kind of some bad moments or some tense moments. And, but there's definitely a comedic uh, timing thing involved. If you try to use humor at the wrong time, it's definitely blown up. It's like, okay, this is not a time to joke. That's, that's like, oops, <laughs> too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Way there too There was soon. one time recently uh, when we were in the RV, we were staying overnight and yet another <clears> truck stop. And it was frigid. I think it was like 27 degrees out. Oh, and so as soon it started as, snowing? Yeah. And as time? soon as yeah. we got there and stopped and you pushed the slide out, out, the entire electrical system in the RV went off like instantly. Yep. And it's a tin can when there's no electrical system happening. So yeah, no it heat, was, no nothing. oh, the, the temperature was just falling through the floor. I had my Snuggie, so I was fine. But you went out, and MacGyver that you are, you're like, okay, I think it's the battery for the coach. We're gonna we're gonna charge the battery from the coach off the battery in the engine. And I'm like, oh, you've way lost me. But how can I help? So you had you were out there freezing cold with this headlamp on, and you had the rubber gloves so you don't electrocute yep. yourself. Sleeting and, in snow, and uh. and it, I came out there with the camera, the, my phone, to take your yeah. picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having a good time at this moment. It was so, it was after midnight and it was frigid and there's no heat inside. And we're try, still trying to figure out what's happening with it. And here I am with a camera in your face and you look up at me and you're like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm taking your picture. And you're like, why? And I said, 
Because, right, because of all the gear that you had on, I said, because you look like a total dork right now, and it's hilarious. And even though you may not have appreciated my perspective on that moment, I think it did kind of cut the mood for you, the tension a bit for you, because then you were, I, I felt like I saw you kind of go, like, exhaled a little bit, because I was just like, we're going to look back on this and laugh, <laughs> and you look like a total dork with all this on, so I'm capturing the memory, and... I don't know. You just gotta yeah. cut the edge off of things. Sometimes. Does help. Does help. Yeah. And you know, and if every now and then it blows up, that's okay. If you trip and fall, I'm your man to laugh at you. Hundred percent. I got your yeah. back on that one. Or when you stub your toe, it's like, oh, have a nice trip. See you next fall. <laughs> you have to. My mom always said, you get a choice in life to laugh or cry, so you might as well laugh. You might as well laugh. And sense of humor, I think, honestly saves marriages. Yes. If you get crusty. You got to stop that. Saving a marriage is no joking matter. No. Oh, oh, oh. oh okay. That's a good segue. We have two yes, more. Two more. All right. You guys are doing great. And then we have it's a amazing little... that you've hung with us this long. <laughs> Do you think anybody has? No. They've already hung up long ago. Because they're on their phone. Hung up. They hung up. Own. They hung up. Okay. They've, we, they've closed the flip on it. Just yes. Flips closed. Yes. Yes. They retracted the antenna. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Turned the bag <laughs> battery off. And then we have a little treat for you guys at the end. So, all right. So second to the last one, <clears throat> we saved these two. Even though we've pulled all of these so far randomly, these we, are not random. These are not random. We wanted to save these for last because they are the most important ones on here. So this one would be to have a life of service to each other. To serve, not to be served. To put the other one first. And to serve together. Mm-hmm. You want to go first on that one? Yeah, to me, it's like this is the whole point of this human journey. Is it's not how we can experience this, experience that, do this, that I want have my needs met it is not that the whole point of human existence is to serve one another period full stop so just when we're each feeling could be very justifiably self-centered or focused on ourselves that's the moment when we need to serve the other uh, in the relationship that's the whole point of being human you know i i can't say enough about how the moments that we serve together as well grow us closer to one another. That's the it's it's a it's a bit of a, a paradox and a miracle again is that while we're focusing on the spouse and together we're focusing on someone else. It's like it's not like a double multiplier, it's like a times ten. Is that I'm focusing on the needs of my wife and together we're focusing on the needs of some other people that's not a double that's a 10x it's hard to understand until you make it really part of your life because um we grow closer together we have memories that i I think even if i get alzheimer's i'll probably still hold on to these memories because they're just etched into my dna now of us serving together all over the world in different people groups and I mean folks that are just uh, just incredible um, 
And then I guess the last thing about service and that I really just wanted to give you a, a compliment. I hope you'll take it as such is that I love. Oh no, words of affirmation. Ah, okay. Yes, Go ahead. Sorry. It. Buckle up. Here it comes. Is it's astounding just how consistently and deep and wide you are and how you give and you serve other people. It, it, it's constant. So specifically baking, the way you bake for other people, um, the way you, you fundraise using baking, the way you create gifts and gift bags for the kids for St. Patrick's Day that just went, the lengths that you go to to put these little bundles of love together for a specific person they're so personal and personalized it's it's astounding it's like things like wow i i i would have i could have spent a week thinking about uh you know sarah or ben or paul and then it's top of mind because it just happened at saint patrick's day and and i wouldn't have thought about the things necessarily that you put into those bags and specifically the type of cookies that you made with the types of designs that you made and they were so artistic and they're like little pieces of art that oh by the way you can actually eat and and just you know it just it's just constant it's um you do more to make the people around you feel special and feel loved than anyone i've ever known no. and i think we'll ever know I don't know about that, but I appreciate it. Yeah. You're pretty special. Thank you. I do appreciate that. And I I agree that serving together is, you know, other than having kids together, serving together is my all-time joy. So, you know, having our family, our kids first, mm-hmm. and then how all, all the ways in which we love to serve it's, absolutely the best time that I have with you. We went to some disaster relief training together not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Got was... certified. Yeah, it was all outside and it was a freakishly, freezingly cold day mm, and windy yeah, and... But what a fun day. So at the end of the time, we had to keep working different stations to learn how to do different jobs um, to get certified. And at the end of the day, our last job was to simply hand out water bottles. And we decided <laughs> to make it fun. And we, Gosh. it was so fun. I was like juggling and throwing them at people and like making them laugh. Because by the end of the day of training, it was... Uh, Everyone was we're all cold kind of tired. and tired, yeah. and it was like, we're going to have the best fun giving out water bottles. Yeah. That was really cool. Like, I'd hold up two, and they'd be, both of them are water bottles, but one is one brand and one is another. And so I'd be like, okay, which one do you want? Do you want this one or this? Like, like they have a choice, because <laughs> it's the same water. Anyway, so, and, and doing like the shoe boxes up at Operation Christmas Child, um, that is such a fun night to, to sort the boxes together. And I love watching you on mission. A lot of times we're doing different things internationally. Almost, almost always doing different jobs. Yeah, because like yeah. I said before, we are completely opposite people. So you bring an entirely different skill set or whatever than I do to, to a job and... It's so fun to kind of, when I'm doing my thing, 
to look up and look over across the way and see you doing your thing and mm-hmm. seeing you just like beaming with light. Whether you've got like kids hanging off your legs and one trying to jump on your back and one on your shoulders because you're like the fun guy and you know it's just it's so fun to watch you serve um, and then when we're doing it together it's just it's a double double bonus um, putting the other one first Luke twenty two Jesus said for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, mm-hmm. but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And if he is our role model and our example, then if we narrow the focus close, you know, into us, it's like our each of our goals should be to serve the other person. Amen. It's never lost on me when you do that for me. The, the little things to the big things. I could list a thousand ways in which you, quote, serve me every day, either by intentional things that you do or intentional things you don't do that are out of courtesy, like we've touched on those before, your character and all of that. So you serve me so well. I love when you open the car door for me, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I love that you walk on the outside of me when we're walking and there's, you know, so we're on a sidewalk where there's a wall in the street, you're going to walk on the street side, you know, to keep me safe. That is, that's one of the ways that you serve me. And I think that as long as we keep the other person in front of our own selves, then our priorities are straight. Hmm. It's not, okay, what can he do for me today? No. It's what can I do for him today? You work so hard and so diligently at providing for us so if you're <laughs> like I've been watching you work on this house project we've got that's pretty complicated but we're trying to do it ourselves to mm. save some money and I'm watching you endlessly on the computer research parts and all of these things so if your dirty dishes are sitting next to you because c- you've lost track of time and space and you're just focused on this repair work that you're willing to do then I'm going to come along and I'm just going to, without even a word, just take your dirty dishes and handle them for you. You know, it, it's those little things that are just like, how can I make this moment easier for him? How can I make it more fun? How can I share the load? When you have the other person in front of yourself, it makes you see the world from a different perspective that it is, this world's not about me. I am not the center of the universe. Right, right. I made vows to serve you and to honor you, and you made vows to serve and honor me. And I think keeping those two priorities straight save a lot of unnecessary heartache and anger and grief and resentment and all those things that lead to bad, bad moments within a marriage. Yep. Life of service is what life well, is all about. Also remember that our marriage, a marriage, is a reflection of our relationship with Christ. And if he said he came to serve and not be served, then we need to model that for not just ourselves, but for our kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, our marriage, if you think about it, it is a legacy that we're leaving behind. It's like a path that we're building for generations behind us to walk. And I think the whole focus on serving one another is the epicenter of what that path looks like. How many potholes are in it? How many boulders are in the way of it? How 
easy is it to traverse? I think the potholes and the boulders are the selfishness that's in there. If we can just keep focused on serving one another, we will carve this path that our kids and their loves and their kids and future so on can follow behind. I mean, we're setting an example no matter what, how we're living, right? Yes. So we might as well set a good, healthy, positive, Christ-like one because Mm -hmm. our marriage that we're living now is literally a legacy we're giving to our kids for good, bad, or ugly. Mm -hmm. And that, if we want it to be a good and healthy and strong legacy, it starts with a heart of service toward one another. And only when we're doing that well between us can then we do it well to anyone else. Like we would be the biggest fake people if we went off and we did these glorious service works for other people, but came home and treated each other like trash. And God sees through that and we see through that. So I see that you are the same person who gets up every day and works long hours at your job and then goes and works long hours at repairing the endless things of things that happen when you own stuff and you do it all without complaining you give it your best and you never quit those are the three things that I would say about your work ethic and I know that you could also get up and live that same day but you could make it miserable for yourself and for me you could just complain about everything and make it feel like this is I'm a burden this is all a burden you know mm-hmm. same situation different approach to it so I love that your heart of service is the same toward me as it is toward the rest of the world and again like our pastor says bring your a-game home first give your first fruit your best right. to your family before you give it to everybody else so What I would never want, ever want, I don't want to be this and I don't want to be married to this, is someone who is all that and a bag of chips to the world, but then comes home and has nothing left for you or you having nothing left for me that I'm not as important. I love that on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, decade basis, you are the same person in service in your heart to me that you are to the rest of the world. It's no hypocrisy there, but that you also have your priorities straight. Well, thank you for that. That's very kind. You're welcome. So when you can serve each other well, then you can lock arms and serve the world, including yeah, your family, exactly. like, you know, your, your immediate family, and then everyone else. We're better together. Better together. Okay, I think that leaves Great just segue one. to the last yeah. and final topic Yeah. before our little special treat at the end. <laughs> Which won't be long. Nope. Uh, so, the final topic is God is number one. Yes. Last but not least and most important. Exactly. Um, do you want to go first or me? I, you know, I can go first. Okay. I guess what I want to say about this is that God has to be number one in each of our individual lives, first and foremost. And God has to be the center of our relationship. Otherwise, I mean, just from a practical sense almost, it's it's kind of silly to do it any other way. This life is hard enough to try to do it on our own. 
But if we don't have God in the middle of our relationship and also number one in our lives, and then me putting you second to him, everything's harder. So here's a real tangible example. You know, for years and years and years of us, you know, through through, through marriage and kids and all that, you know, you asked me, you were like, you're. I was probably very, I guess you'd say, consistently inconsistent about praying with you. And you'd be, you'd really encourage me, air quotes, <laughs> encourage me. <laughs> Is that like, the nice I way just, of saying it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's like, I just want you to pray with me. I just want you to, you know, initiate and pray with me and pray with me. And then, and, and then I would. And I'd be like, okay, gosh, I'm sorry, you know, and I'd, and I'd get good at it for a week or two or maybe a few months. And then life would happen. And the next thing I know, I'd be like, wow. I'm not sure. When was the last time that we you know, didn't pray over, of course, at dinner time, outside of praying over a meal? And and I'd be like, oh, man. And, and then the irony was that I could also see those cycles were when I wasn't leading us to put God first and pray with together were the times when we struggled the most, invariably. And the times when we when I did make that a priority were the times when we weathered the storms and we enjoyed the highs, you know, the mountaintop as well, even more. It's, it's, there's a, there's a scriptural truth to this, you know, and there's a practical truth to it that we have lived and we've seen firsthand. So, um, you know, and I would say that, uh, you know, I appreciate you being persistent and not giving up on me and encouraging me to take that lead role as the husband and the father and and do that and and I would say that's probably been one of the most enjoyable things that we've been like very consistent I think in praying daily and I say praying at least daily where it's a very intentional time you know what it is it's like first thing in the morning we get up and it's usually after we've brushed our teeth so that's, that's definitely better. Um, <laughs> it's it's a big long hug, and praying at the same time. It's praying that God would be the center of the day, center of our relationship, and I'll pray for you for your day and whatever you might have in front of you. Sometimes I knew what that is, and I'd pray for that specifically. And if I didn't, you know, I'd pray generically or. or you know, openly. And then I quickly ask, so what is going on with you today <laughs> after we're done? You know, that rhythm now, I really look forward to it and I wouldn't want it any other way. If It's just a great way to start the day and it's a great way to end the day as well. I think kicking it off in the morning for me is, is huge. It's, it's healthy for us. It's healthy for our relationship. It grounds us first thing every single day, day in, day out. It grounds us and it reminds us where we stand in this world and I look at it like I hope it reminds you where you stand in my world the creator of the universe you're right after him he breathed life into everybody he created everything that we see everything that we experience he designed DNA and you're right after him in my priorities that's pretty high up there in my book yes so. It, is. it is. You look like you're a little teary. Me a little Thank bit. Thank you. Thank you for that. I love you. I love you too. I would echo everything that you just said. 
another way that we share God staying number one is we both big giant shout out to the Daily Audio Bible. Oh, man. And that started, actually came into our lives through you lots of years ago. 16, 17, something like that. You listened, it's a, it's, it's listen to the Bible in the year, Brian Harden, and it's Old Testament, New Testament, Psalm, Proverb, every day. Um, I appreciate its commentary, not preaching. He'll give like historical background of there was a war going on, so why? Good. It just really helps you kind of understand the Bible a lot better. And you did that one or two years through and then put it down for many years. And then I actually remembered back when, so you were, <laughs> of course, your primary residence was here, but at the time, your work also called you to have to live and work out of state. And that was in a faraway state. And that was at the same time your mom lived here and was mm. dying with angiosarcoma, uh, blood cancer. So I was uh, drowning a bit in being her primary caregiver uh, with you working your tail off to provide for all of us, including her, along with your brother, um, helping. I was the rest of it, the whole primary care, the whole thing. And I was just absolutely drowning. And I remembered you had done the daily, daily audio Bible and I had never tried it. And I thought, I'm just going to try it. And it became such a wonderful tool for me, especially at the end where people call in with their prayers and, Mm -hmm. and praises and stuff like that. And, and then you picked it back up and then now we're both doing it. And it's been a couple of years now, like three years now that we're both doing it. So sometimes in the afternoon when we go to walk or whatever, I'll, normally we've already done it separately, but there's sometimes where neither one of us had done it yet. And we're like, want to listen to that. So we'll put our earbuds in and we look like that disconnected couple walking. They aren't looking or talking to each other, but actually we are doing something very meaningful together. (laughs) Listening to the exact same scripture. Yeah. We literally go one, two, three, go. Go. (laughs) So, and then afterwards we talk about it. So I love that. It's like kind of like having our own devotion time, I guess. But so, so there's that. And, and I love that if one of us isn't feeling well, the other one will spontaneously say, you know, can I pray for you or just start Mm -hmm. praying, whatever. But I think if you, if you want to get to the heart of that, I think each person needs to have their own relationship with God first mm-hmm. because I don't think that I can give you something that I don't have already. Yes. So I need to have my own life and relationship and experience with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit is going to make the Trinity uh, before I have anything of that to share with you. Right. So I need to keep my life together with him and then from that, I have something in my cup to share. Both of us keeping our own individual walks with the Lord is is the most important thing ever, 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 ever. And then from that, we can have really good we, discussions over dinner and stuff. We'll bring up a topic and we'll just talk about it together. And, and, and then when you have God as number one, in your each personal life, this is really important. When you have God in each personal life as number one, then you're able to make decisions as a couple that glorify him. So that will help navigate what movies we watch, mm-hmm. where we go, what we do, who we do it with. How we spend our money. 
how you spend your money, mm-hmm. how you spend your time, mm-hmm. how you treat one another, mm-hmm. how you talk to each other. The whole, it, the whole thing is filtered. Like back to the baking reference, when I need to strain something, and I have I have many different strainers. I have big mesh. Yes, you do. And I do, <laughs> and I down to very 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 fine mesh, which is my favorite one, and it'll strain out everything. When you have God as the strainer, He's the filter, and if you put everything in there in the strainer, it's going to go through him first. How I speak to you, how I treat you, and then reverse those things to me from you, and then how we work our lives. Um, Mm. And we're talking like from the smallest decisions up to the biggest decisions. When God is number one, our goal, even though we are fallible, sinful people, (laughs) and we fall flat all the time, (laughs) it's our goal to always do things and say things that are going to glorify Him. And that's only going to be a positive impact for our marriage and our personal lives. I honestly, and I really truly mean this, I don't know how people do it without Him. I just don't know. I don't know how people live without Him. I, I told Him way back part of my personal testimony that I wasn't going to live another day without him. I couldn't do it. But if he promised to not leave me, I would I would keep walking this earth. And I'm glad <laughs> that it worked out like this. But we need him. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to fall short on you every day. Because I'm just a person. I'm not enough. I'm not your, your everything. You know? And vice versa. But with God, we can do all things. And so it's, it's his strength, his joy. It's his strength that we can rise the occasion for the person. It's through Christ's sacrifice on the cross that we can forgive each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. It's his joy that lets us keep our sense of humor when we could easily not. It's like everything can be rooted back to him. Everything can be traced back to him. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's true. He's the, you know, Bob talks about Christ as being the cornerstone. And he also talks about being the foundation. And that's, if we don't as individuals have a strong foundation. And I like what you said as far as I can't give something that I don't have. So if I'm not daily... Kind of filling my cup with the peace and with the knowledge of the importance of God and humanity and love. And if I'm not filling my own cup, it's hard for me to give it to you or anybody else. So, yeah, I, like I said, I, man, it's like I just want to shake people, especially younger generations sometimes, to go, if you could only see what I've lived for the last you know, three decades being married, uh, dude, don't do it alone. Just do yourself a favor. Don't do it alone. Do it with God. Put him first. Put your spouse second. And then build from there. Yeah, yeah. And, And also another point to bring up is the fact that we are accountable to each other, but we're first accountable to him. Mm-hmm. So if I speak to you in a way that is not healthy or positive <laughs> or vice versa, or I treat you, we talked about 
manipulating controls and that kind of thing. Um, I know that I'm going to need to be answering to him. I don't get away with it. There's no getting away with. Like, if I just want to smear you, that's it's not going to end there, and it won't end well for me because I am now personally accountable to God. And when God is number one, that keeps me and you. It keeps us watching what we say and do because it's not only in the good ways of like, oh, I'm going to give you where my you know, from a cup that I've filled myself, now I can give it to you. It's also in the ways of like, ooh, <laughs> I need to watch myself because there's three people in this marriage. Right, right. There's three. I'm not going to yeah. get away with any of this. That takes the pressure off of each other too because, right? Yeah, How like, so? I don't need to really worry about, you know, me being your... Uh, me kind of correcting you or keeping you on track and vice versa. <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. but Okay, vice versa. I first, yeah, no, it is vice versa. It does. It takes a lot off of us. It's like, I don't need to worry about that because it's like, you know what? God's going to take care of that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to that point, seriously... There have been times where you and I were at an impasse with something. Yeah. Decisions where we didn't, we couldn't align an agreement over, or maybe it was something that you said to me that deeply wounded me out of just a bad moment or something, but the hurt still happened, where I've literally gone to God and said, I need your help on this. Mm. I have said it to him. I've tried to explain my position. In every way I know how. He's not hearing my side. Would you please help him see my side? I'm not saying give me my way. I'm not saying change his mind. I'm just saying, could you please help him see my side yes. of things? Help him see the error of his ways. Exactly. No. <laughs> help and... him to not be quite so dense. No. Well, yes. out of his ears. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually worked, though. Because yeah. he wants there to be peace between us, right? So Absolutely. when I ask him for help with that, it works. Yep. And I just feel like he's he's saying, guys, I'm the third person in this party. Like, I'm, I'm personally involved here. You've invited yeah. me in. So, like, let's do this together. Together. together exactly. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so I think we we have wrapped up all of our topics. I mean, we could go on, but we'll stop here for thirty three years. Like and and share, and then maybe we'll do another episode like this. (laughs) I I would love to do this again in like ten more years, and then ten more years, and just kind of see what we say. But anyway, so. To celebrate our anniversary, we recently, when we got out of Dodge, we took the RV and we went down to one of our favorite cities, Charleston, South Carolina, which we love, love, love. Mm -hmm. And uh, when Bruce was talking earlier about reinventing our life as empty nesters, we have this weird fun mantra now is like, it all has to be new. Like we've made like this, uh, you know, these fun little rules, like, we have to go to a restaurant we've never been to before. Or we're going to try a movie genre we haven't tried. Or just different, 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 different. Take a different route, driving around, just something different. 
So when we went to Charleston, we're like, do we do our all of our old favorites? And we're like, no, we're gonna everything's gonna be new and different. We did go to one old favorite, Pose, which is an amazing oh, burger place hard to in beat. Sullivan's Island. But in proper downtown, we were like, we're gonna do things different. So we tried Hyman's oh, seafood. Good grief, Hyman's seafood. seafood. Yes. Yep. So. Yes, and it was amazing. It was it's like a twenty eight thousand review and five right on, star, and it I totally see why. It's right in the heart of downtown. If you know Charleston, it's right on Meeting Street. Yeah. Not far from the open air market, just like a block away. And but we went to Hyman Seafood, and they had these neat little colored cards at the table. You could just pull them out and read. Yes, but to set the table, wink, wink. What happened was our server, she told us about the cards and she's, and they're all different colors and she's like, they're all different. So it's something, a fun yeah, conversation kind of starter while you're waiting on your food. It's kind of fun. And it's fun. We're glad that she told us. But then the food came before we had a chance to, to do all of them. And so when we were getting up to leave, I got to say, it it's like fourth and fifth generation Hyman family that, that runs it now. And one of, I don't know who he was, he was a Hyman. He was walking around to every individual table, blew my socks off and asked me how the experience was. Do you like your food? Is there, you know, how can we make it better? And I thought, wow, I haven't seen this kind of customer service in a long time. But he hadn't made it over to our table, which no big deal at all. I don't expect that. So we were getting up to leave and I turned around and he was standing like right there. And he's like, oh, hey guys, before you leave, I got to ask, how was your meal tonight? How was everything? And we're like, oh, it's great. You know, wonderful, wonderful. We'll be back kind of thing. And and he, and he I said, yeah, we're, we're down our here for yeah. our 33rd anniversary. And he's like, oh, that's great. And he goes, hey, did, did you see the cards on the table? We said, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, did you, did you see the yellow one? And we're like, no, we mm-hmm. didn't get to the yellow one. We, we ran out of time. So he goes, here, take these. Because I don't think you normally... Maybe you can take the cards. I don't know. But he gave us two. And he's like, take these uh, because they're for your marriage. Because you're here for your anniversary. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we just swipe these cards off the table. It's like it was very special that the... The By his age, he looked like the fifth generation. He looked a little younger. Gave these to us in honor of our anniversary. And I just thought they were really cute and sweet. And so we thought we'd read them to you. Share them with you guys, yeah. And then what I'll do is I'll put them in the show notes in print. So if anybody wanted them. So it's called 40 Promises for Marriage. So I, I look at it as like a special gift from the Hyman family to us for our anniversary. Mm-hmm. So we'll just take turns reading them. Oh, and these There's are... 40. They're written by Steve Stevens, by the way. Yes, total credit so. there to him. All right, you want to go first? Number one. Go for it. Start each day with a kiss. Number two, wear your wedding ring at all times. Number three, date once a week. Number four, accept differences. Number five, be polite. Number six, give gifts. Number seven, smile often. Number eight, touch. Number nine, give back rubs. Number 10, laugh together. Number 11, send a card for no reason. Number 12, do what the other person wants before he or she asks. Number 13, listen. 14, encourage. 15, know his or her needs. 16, fix the other person's breakfast. 17, compliment twice a day. 18, call during the day. 19. Slow down. 20. Hold hands. 
21. Cuddle. 22. Ask for the other's opinion. 23. Show respect. 24. Look your best. 25. <laughs> celebrate birthdays in a big way. Yeah. And anniversaries. Mm -hmm. 26. Apologize. 27. Forgive. 28. Set up romantic getaways like Charleston. 29. Be positive. 30. Be kind. 31. Be vulnerable. 32. Respond quickly to the other person's request. 33. Reminence about your favorite times together. 34. Treat each other's friends and relatives with courtesy. 35. Send flowers every Valentine's Day and anniversary. 36. Admit when wrong. 37. Be sensitive to each other's sexual desires. 38. Pray for each other daily. 39. Say I love you frequently. 40. Seek outside help when needed. So thank you, Steve Stevens, for that. Thank you, Hyman Seafood. And Hyman Seafood for giving that to us. And most of all, thank you all for hanging with us on this, uh, this journey. I hope you all enjoyed it, and maybe there'll be another one. Who knows? Yeah, we'd love to know thoughts and things that you agree or disagree with or just what your thoughts are. And thanks for letting us have this space in your life to share. And we're excited to bring you the next time that we're going to team up. We've got some fun and some crazy and some wild stories from the RV that we would love to share and other things too. So good stuff coming down the pipe. But for now, we'll sign off and say happy anniversary, and I love you. Yes, love you too. Thanks, and thanks for letting me be your special guest today. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Remember to help yourself to the hospitality bar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Enjoy my coffee. Have more coffee. There's treats over there if you want them. All right. Thanks, guys. Take we'll care, y'all. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to Real Deep Stuff. Follow us and subscribe to save your seat at the table for the next conversation. Also, check out our Facebook page to continue the conversation on today's topic. We'll see you there.